Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. All right, happy MLK Day. This is a day that uh, Democrats and the media and much of America judges people on the color of their skin, not the content of their character. That's what we do on MLK Day. We, uh, <laughs> we uh, dispense with um, therapeutics, medicine, based on race. That's right. <laughs> That's what we do to honor Martin Luther King, I think he would be just embarrassed. He would just be uncomfortable in America today where everything, everything is about race. And uh, it is amazing that we we honor him, we salute him, uh, and we take his message and flip it on its head and do exactly what he did not want us to do. Right. And, and somehow they're the good guys, the ones who are basing everything on race they're the good guys in their minds. They're, they're, they're uh, achieving equity or striving for equity when it's just uh, flat out racism. Uh, we can get to that story. It's, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, I had to read it slowly to believe it, but they are um, in, in New York, in Minnesota, at least probably it'll be everywhere around the country soon enough. They're dispensing uh, uh, monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies for people who have COVID to deal with the uh, symptoms based on race yep. and and race is more of a factor than old age you know like if you're young you know fit black guy you can go ahead of the line from some old fat guy uh who's white but uh i guess that's what equity is all about giving out medicine based on race dr martin luther king would be ashamed he'd also be ashamed of us uh, you know taking down statues and and trying to rewrite history, but uh, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll, I'll laugh, I'll laugh today listening to so, so many of the, and then so many of them are prominent in the media, prominent media people pretending that they, uh, that they believe in Martin Luther King's words, but uh, it's getting crazy out there. I got a question for you, Carano. Yeah. I, I think of this every year at this time, like this weekend, this weekend just passed. What do you do if you're not a football fan? If you're not an NFL fan, what do you do? I mean, I, I spent, oh, what, eight, uh, then another, but uh, 20 hours watching football. Yeah, this five games. Enjoyed it, even though there were lots of blowouts, including uh, the New England Patriots yeah. at Buffalo. That was ugly. We can get to that. But if you don't, if you don't like football, what do you do? It's so cold. It's just, you're stuck inside. I just, you're missing something. I feel like the NFL, for all its faults, provides me with lots of uh, entertainment. It really does. And I appreciate it. And I had, you know, some, ba- some games were fun. It was fun watching the, the Cowboys choke at home. Saturday was trash. Yeah. Saturday was not a good day. Saturday. Yes, it was. It was. I mean, the Patriots 
I, 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 I think of this every time the Patriots lose and certainly lose the way they did Saturday, just get completely dominated, is I haven't seen the ratings. I'm just going to predict that they're good, if not great, <laughs> even though the game sucked. Because I think much of the country takes great pleasure. They've been waiting for this day for 20 years. They've been waiting to see Belichick and the Patriots get humbled. Now, they would like to see, much of the country would like to see Brady humbled also. But that's not going to happen. He dominated. He's moving on. He will find out tonight. We still have more football. Find out tonight who Brady gets to play. I will be rooting for him next week because I'm rooting for that big Green Bay, Tampa Bay, NFC title game, which will be awesome. But don't you think that that people were watching around the country on Saturday night just sitting there, wallowing in it, relishing the moment of uh, of watching Bill Belichick get his ass kicked? The players have changed. Obviously, the quarterback's changed. It's a rookie. But 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 they're they're so sick of watching him, and most people probably hate him because he's 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 hateable and he's been dominant and he's just had his way with the league for twenty years. I I think it must have been a very pleasurable evening for most of the football fans around the country just to watch Buffalo just stomp uh, on on Belichick and yeah, embarrass Bill, him. Bill got, Bill has the best uh, the worst of both worlds if you're if you're outside of New England. One, he's totally unlikable. And just mean all the time to the every time you see him on TV, he's mean. And two, he's the most successful coach ever. So of he's he's easily he's easy to hate. And immediately, game ends. The questions are: Is he going to be back? And uh, we get into that because I obviously it's a it's a dumb question. He doesn't show any signs of slowing down, right. and he doesn't show any signs of the the job like 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 aging him. I say this all the time. He's unlike. Most coaches under that kind of pressure for that long, he doesn't appear to be. He's not like a, a president. He's not aging in dog years. He's not all you know gray. I mean, he's he's getting old, but he likes the job. He's working with his sons. He's making a ridiculous amount of money. He doesn't show any signs that he needs to get out from under this 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 incredible pressure of of the NFL. So why would why would he leave? I mean, he's never going to get fired. He's going to leave on his own leave on when he wants how he wants and i didn't see any signs i've never seen any signs that he was ready to go and he's and he's not he's not now and uh, obviously uh lots of questions for the defensive guru when you get stomped so Oof. badly but uh, i think one of the uh the questions uh, you know about what are you going to do next year was was obvious i mean i guess you have to ask it but uh, i didn't expect anything different we had a uh, Hostage situation. We got an update on this hostage situation. The FBI ludicrously, laughably said uh, it was not uh, the, the, host, uh, the, the hostage taker, the terrorist in Texas, was not targeting the Jewish community. They've amended that. We have uh, 270 doctors who want to shut Joe Rogan up. God, these stories, they, they just drive me nuts. They want to shut him up. You know what I did yesterday for a little while before football? I listen to some Joe Rogan podcasts yeah. and the, th- the idea, and I don't make it all the way through. They're long, but I bounced around a little bit. The idea that this guy's dangerous and must be shut up, must be, must be stopped. I mean, he's, he's just the opposite. He's curious. He asks questions. He's level headed for the most part. He's not ranting and raving and screaming. He's just asking questions of important people yeah. and it should frighten us all that uh, people want to shut him up. We have perhaps, 
perhaps the worst Saturday Night Live, certainly the worst opening sketch, the first, the worst cold open I've ever seen. I know I say this a lot. I know uh, I hate watch every week, and I just am amazed how bad it is. But we'll play you some of Saturday. You can tell me if I'm wrong. We'll play you some of Saturday night Saturday night's cold open with this awful Joe Biden uh, impersonator. It is painful. I mean, the people in the cast, the people behind the scenes just must be cringing, saying, what the hell happened to this show? But uh, we'll, again, we'll, uh, we will get into that and a whole lot more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Jordan by NCUA, membership required. I want to I want to start with this because this boggled my, blew my mind this weekend, uh, okay. Carano. We all know that the country has it's probably never been, I shouldn't say never because we had a civil war once upon a time. Rarely has it been this divided, this split down the middle. And it's... The thing that has has created this great division is is COVID, or should I say, the reaction to COVID. We deal with this on a daily basis. You look at people, and I do it every day when I'm when I'm outside riding my bike, running, walking, and seeing you know people by themselves double masked, and I just look at you, young, thin, healthy people, or people running or biking with the mask, and I. Or, or driving in a car by themselves with the mask on, and I I haven't resorted to you know yelling at them yet, but I'm going to end up in one of those videos at some point. When some, <laughs> I'm just going to say, what is wrong with? Oh, the worst one of, of all, the parents who aren't masked with the little kids who are masked. Those those are the ones that are close to pushing me over the edge. When you treat your child like this, when you abuse your child, and think of it as virtue signaling. Look at me, we care. I'm wrapping my five-year-old You face. had Saki uh, congratulating Arlington, saying, thanks for keeping us safe, school systems, by forcing <laughs> our kids to have uh, masks on. Can you imagine a parent advocating for child abuse like that? I, I, I can't, and it's amazing. Every time well, Glenn Youngkin was uh, uh, sworn in as the new governor of uh, Virginia, and, of course, he repeals. He did a lot of things, which were great. I think he's uh, he, he might be headed to a you know one of that short list of, of running mates with Ron DeSantis, I hope. But anyway... You know, he, he abolished the Department of Inclusion and Diversity, which drove lots of liberals nuts, which is beautiful. But he, he repealed mask, man, uh, mask mandates. And there were people saying, what's wrong with you? We're in the middle of a pandemic. And you go, we have evidence. We have data. Here's the place with the mask mandate. New York City, for instance. Here's the place without it. Florida, New Hampshire. And you compare it, and it doesn't have any effect. We have people, even even people on the left, people on CNN, with, with a Lena Wen, that crazy CNN doctor, who say cloth masks are useless. I mean, see, the yes. CDC website has said that all the way right. through the pandemic. It's just their external voice is contradicting to that. But they but they reaffirmed it this past weekend, saying there's no data that cloth masking stops the spread of COVID. And 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 obviously you have that liar, that that slimeball uh, uh, Fauci, who will say whatever you know, he, you know whatever the Biden regime wants him to say. That's kind of he's the the, the point man this, uh, for the for the president. Uh, and I'm not sure what he's saying today, but it's probably you know we must double mask our children to be safe. And and, and I almost often think I I think most people who do that rapid 
they don't know. They just think it makes them look, you know, thoughtful and careful and cautious and say, okay, look at me. My kids are double masked. They don't stop and think, is it working? They don't look at the, whatever the data, the studies, there's a, was a study out of, uh, Great Britain last week saying uh, these uh, masks are useless. Hey, you have to have an N95. Now the See, virtue that, signal is, that, look at me. That, I have an N95. That's the pro- that's My the problem. kid can't breathe at all. That's the problem is that's what we're going to push next. That's what the administration and uh, super liberal um, jurisdictions are going to start to push too. You're going to see, right. see gotta, Boston and New York and all that push these N95s on kids and everybody else. And yeah, they're just going to keep moving the goalpost until they get what they want. And I don't know. I don't know what the end is. Where where the end? Where the light at the end of the tunnel is? Because I think a lot of people on that side are enjoying this. You know, they're enjoying it. Gives them a chance every day to uh, kind of express their superiority to their moral superiority. Look at me. You know, I'm very cautious. I'm doing everything. I, and you go, okay. There's no evidence that vax mandates, that mask mandates work. They don't care. It's incredible. But here it is. This poll came out over the weekend, which blew my mind. And um, I, 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 t- I try to picture like the Democrats, the liberals that I know. I, again, I have my family, friends. I'm in Boston. They're everywhere. And nice people, some of them, they've lost their minds. Here, here it is, just a quick uh, quick summary of this poll. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can get the, uh, the, 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 oh, Rasmussen, Rasmussen poll. Ready? Yeah. Um, this is a poll about the unvaccinated. What do Democrats think of the unvaccinated? These are self-admitted professed Democrats. If you are unvaccinated, 55% of Democrats want to fine you. 59% want you confined to your home. That is six of 10. Three of five Democrats want you confined to your home if you're unvaccinated. Uh, 48% want you fined or imprisoned for questioning vaccine efficacy. Did you hear that? I heard that fined. Using force against peaceful people for talking. (laughs) That is almost half of the Democrats want you fined or imprisoned for questioning vaccine. Now, this poll was not taken in uh, May when we thought the vaccine stopped the spread. This poll was taken recently um when uh, i'll get the date um and and we know the vaccine doesn't stop the spread the transmission you can still get covid you can still give covid uh if you have the vaccine correct yes so that would be a finable imp- <laughs> that would be you question whether the vaccine stops the spread i don't know two months ago three months six months ago democrats half the democrats want you imprisoned all right. 45% want you forced into designated facilities. 45%. That, those would be camps, yes. I would say. Oh, oh, yeah. Australia. You, a lot of them. people are concentrated. So yes. we'll just call them, I don't know, concentration camps. Sure, yes. Yeah. Internment, whatever you want to say. 46% want you digitally tracked. Yes. I know this will drive you nuts. You love these, these uh, big brother things. Oh, I love digitally them. tracked. Would that be like a chip implanted in you? <laughs> on your cell phone? You, they just, yeah, they just had an app into your cell phone. And so, if you, <laughs> right. so I guess your only option is to not be connected to the real world anymore or on your computer. An unvaxxed person must be vigilant. But here's the best one. Here's the best one, which I'm telling you, stop me in my tracks. And I had to read on and I did. And it's frightening. 29% of Democrats polled by Rasmussen 
want your children taken away yep. if you're unvaccinated. Want your so again, we're talking about people. Most of I'm going to say the majority of whom have co had COVID, recovered from COVID, have natural immunity. Don't see the point now that the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. They don't see the point in getting the vaccine now. You can debate. Well, actually, I was going to say you can debate that, but you can't. Can't debate it. Because if you if you debate it, they want you imprisoned. This, to me, is the most frightening thing I've seen since the dawn of the pandemic. That that uh, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the the number of people um, uh, polled here. Rasmussen National Poll of Telephone and Online Survey. Oh, these are people who voted for Joe Biden. Yes, that's a lot of people. Um. Uh, and, uh, and it goes into man mandate questions. Uh, uh, are you opposed, favor? They're 33% strongly support vax mandates. Well, luckily, um, the good thing about this whole thing is the Dems want to defund the police, so there's no way that they'll be able to enforce this crazy shit. It's a, that's true. Uh, 1,016 U.S. likely voters January 5th. January 5th, that was 11 days ago, 12, 12 days, days ago, ago around <laughs> 12 days ago, Yes, 29% of Democrats said they would be in favor of taking the children away yeah. from people who are unvaccinated. Now we've gone, we've crossed the line. We've crossed, you know, we've gone to peak total banana land. This is insane. This is beyond insane. This is I, this is something that I think we'll be studying, you know, the, the psychologists and psych sociologists be studying certainly for the rest of my life for decades, if not centuries. Um, and I was going to mention what Dr. Malone, Robert Malone said to Joe Rogan, but I don't want to get, you know, get this uh, taken down or uh, I don't want someone uh, knocking on my door and, and taking me away to a <laughs> what I call it? detention facility. Yes. <laughs> uh, just be clear here. I got vaccinated. Right. Uh, I'm just not in favor of vax mandates. Okay. Uh, you know, mandates just seem a little extreme, but 12 days ago, so that's a thousand people. That means 300 Democrats told Rasmussen they would be in favor of taking the kids of the unvaccinated away. Now, my follow-up, and I'm not sure there was any follow-ups here. That seems like the last question on the survey for good reason. My follow-up would be, why? Why would you take the kids away from someone who chose not to get vaccinated? That person, and you don't care that they may have had COVID. You don't care that they have natural immunity, obviously. And, and you don't care that it doesn't stop the spread. So you're just worried about... It's it's not about public health anymore, right? It's about private health. It's about private health, and it's about you taking care of yourself. The vaccine will lower, will lessen the symptoms, will keep you out of the hospital, will keep you alive. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. But how does that affect the guy next door? Does it? I, I still, I, I know we ask this all the time, and I'm still struggling with this. The guy next door demands that you get vaccinated or he'll take your kids away but what you're doing doesn't affect him right that's exactly right they're 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 actually what they really believe is that if they let parents get away with this and teach their children this anti-establishment uh mentality then it it risks making them freedom fighters later on people who want people who still want to have choice later on they just want to put a boot on your throat Here's here's uh, the the survey questioned how 
much of a Democrat or much of a Biden supporter. You were. So it goes, uh, the people who had a very favorable impression of Biden, very, which I was, how, how many of, of those? Thousand, <laughs> how many of those could there be? 51% are in favor of the government putting the unvaccinated in yep. designated facilities. Yes. More than half yep. of Biden supporters want the unvaccinated put in camps. That is just my I sort 54% of, in favor of fines or prison or vaccine critics. I sort of expect that about that's un American. Like between five and 10% of every group is fringe, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I know even, even Jerry Callahan's right. show supporters, five or 10% of them, a little bit yeah. cuckoo. Same thing on the Dem side. That, that's not happening anymore. You, when you have 30%, 30% of a group wanting more authoritarian um, style government, that is, that is scary stuff. That is really and you, scary. And, and uh, as people point out there, you know, we're, I'm in Boston. I'm surrounded by people. You are. In my neighborhood. And I'll see walking down the street at the store today, at CVS, who want to take the children away of unvaccinated, who want to put unvaccinated people. That's more than half of Biden supporters want unvaccinated people in camps. We need to get you into New Hampshire, which is the freest <sighs> state in the country, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's, by you know, that's given up. Let's be honest. That's given up. You should and if give, I'm up. Moving, give up on I'm Massachusetts. Moving, I'm moving south. This weekend uh, convinced <laughs> yeah. me more than ever. I don't belong here. I hate the cold. I'm hate not it. a fan of the cold. I used to ski. Uh, I don't do that much anymore. So I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. We'll, uh, we'll go over that again another day. But this could be, this is much more frightening to me than the virus. Wouldn't you agree that the reaction to the virus by A, government officials, and B, people who support those uh, authoritarian officials? Uh, I mean, there's a big, big deal in Boston, like in D.C., like in Minneapolis and other cities where they have the new Vax mandate. Yes. And they are going, and, and a number of people, including uh, first responders, cops, firemen who get fired, are going to the mayor's house. Mayor Wu and protesting, and she's complaining that they're waking up her neighbors. Uh, she said she has a 96 year old neighbor who can't get his sleep. And I'm saying, thinking, wait a second, uh, a year and a half ago, two, yeah, a year and a half ago, we had protests like every other city. They didn't burn down the whole city, but there was broken windows and there was noise and there was a cop car set on fire. And BLM and Antifa they created problems in this city. Did Mayor Wu complain that they were keeping her neighbors awake? Did she complain so. that they were there were kids in the neighborhood and they were bothering them? No, but when cops and firemen who are fighting for their jobs, for their careers, go to her house to make sure their voices are heard, no, that's crossing a line. And she it's calls typical. it she's, she's calling the protest hate too. She said right, 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 we, we need a chance uh, at healing and building the community together so we can't keep normalizing hate. But she's creating hate by segregation. She's creating second-class uh, citizens. And, and and what do you bet she never used the word hate to, to apply to Antifa or BLM as they were burning, destroying small businesses in her city. But she is so arrogant she's, and so out of touch, does not care she, that, she, she's, that, she's, that she's forcing people. Again, when, when you do this to first responders, all I think about is the first you know spring of 2020 yeah. when it was raging. We didn't know much about it. Unlike teachers... Unlike bureaucrats in City Hall, cops went to work. Firemen went to work. Nurses went to work. And you know what happened to many of them when they went to work? They got COVID. They recovered. At the time, we didn't know, uh, you know how dangerous it was. This was the Delta variant in many cases. Much more dangerous. To, 
and they recovered. They did. And they have antibodies and they have natural immunity. And they say, I don't need a vaccine. And because those people showed up at work, took a chance, risked their lives, so we thought at the time, she wants to fire them yes. because they won't get vaccinated against something they've already had. Yes. It's just, it's insane. I don't blame these cops. I don't blame these firemen, uh, nurses for going to her house. I would feel just as desperate. I'd say, I got a career here. I got a life. You're, you're, you're taking that away from me for political reasons she, to virtue signal to your fellow, you know, faculty lounge friends she says, you know, who went to Harvard. She says it's a daily reminder of how we need strong, strong policy to address deeply rooted misinformation and fear mongering. So, oh, well, what about the policy against you creating um, rooted, deep rooted misinformation and fear mongering by segregating a half part of the city, 30% of the city and well, telling uh, and, and putting a mandate in place that that doesn't work because the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. We need to, we need to get, uh, we used to do this obviously on the radio all the time, but no one does it much anymore. Get uh, someone who disagrees. We need to get someone who told Rasmussen they would like to take the kids away. They would like to imprison the unvaccinated because I think those people are insane. I think that's not, I can't believe there are that many of them, but apparently there are. Apparently there's no measure too extreme for Biden supporters to take. And, and here's the frightening part, Corona. It's not that they want to do this, but they want to do this even though they know it won't make a difference with the virus, with the pandemic. They want to do it strictly for punitive reasons. They want to punish you for not complying. You, uh, again, I'll, I'll say this every day forever. A year ago, a little over a year ago, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris both said they wouldn't trust the vaccine. Right. They both said this a little over a year ago. Now, if you don't, if you say that, Biden supporters want to imprison you. <laughs> if you say what Biden said a year ago, they want to put you in prison. How is that not scaring everybody? Why is well, it, you know, that, why, that's... why is that, why is that not a frightening development for everybody? That's... It just seems so insane that and and again dr malone to joe joe rogan called it mass formation psychosis immediately the mainstream media marched out all these you know pseudo whatever experts to say oh there's no such thing but but isn't this poll that we're talking about isn't this the best example you've seen a mass formation psychosis yeah and people want to imprison people even though they know it won't affect the virus. And the scary thing is actually the next part too. So now we're using technology to segregate people by health. So we're going to be able to track people's health and make, and the government will be able to make decisions based on that. Oh, not, not just with the vaccine, but other things in the future, because now the technology exists. It, we could say, oh, this person is a smoker, so they can't go into these places. Or this person is predisposed to this thing, so they can't have children. Like that, those are the next steps with this technology. And, and, Again, if it's one nut job, like you say, out in the fringe, <laughs> that's one thing. But when it's thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people supporting it, I don't like Nazi analogies. I don't, I don't do them often, you know, maybe in jest, but they're supporting putting people in camps, in camps. And taking their kids Because away. they won't take medicine they don't want to take. Yeah. And they think they're the good guys. Uh, I don't know if you saw this story over the weekend about the father in Canada who took his, he's on the run with his seven-year-old daughter because the mother wants to get her this unnecessary 
uh, uh, injection. And he says, no. So he took off and he's in an undisclosed location for 60 days. And, um, I I said the guy's a hero. I I mean, honest to God, he's risking it all because you know for to for his favorite of his kiss. daughter. Yeah. And immediately, oh, you don't. You know, I thought you were a Law and Order guy. Law and Order. You think that's Law and Order to take a seven-year-old and force her to get this injection against her will, of course, but against the father's will for what? For what? You know why? So the mother can say, yeah, my kids are at the schoolyard or the playground or at the mama's. You know, in, you know, mama's night at uh, Applebee's when they all get together and have uh, Cosmos, she could say, yeah, my seven-year-old's vaccinated. The, she can brag. The people in your comments are so dumb. I hate that. I hate that. Uh, that. So, yeah, law and order, law and order, unless I disagree, then all bets are off. There are, there are bad laws, and you should protest against those bad laws, and law enforcement should not should not go after people for bad laws. They shouldn't. It's not, it's not about that. It, just okay, because something up, is legal doesn't mean that it's, that it's, that it's morally wrong. Follow up for those uh, commenters. Why does the seven-year-old need the vaccine? Exactly. Why? Why? To stop the spread? This doesn't stop. <laughs> Whatever. It just gets tiresome and tedious. But I found this frightening. And again, it's it's un-American. Just like it is uh, this. Uh, let me get the story up with um, uh, our guy Jordan Schachtel. Yeah. Exposed these frauds um, over the weekend. Two hundred. We heard two hundred seventy doctors. Uh, I want to get the wording on what they want to they said, do to. They said medical professionals too, didn't they? Two hundred medical professionals. Uh, is that what they call? Uh, here, here is uh, Jordan's uh, piece. He said, over the weekend, uh, the reports of a letter from two hundred seventy doctors, oh. which described Joe Rogan as quote a menace to public health. Um. Well, Jordan exposes them because he looked it up and. Uh, Went through the list, and most of them aren't doctors at all. Uh, they're they're uh, uh, all kinds of nurses, um, uh, media people. They they aren't really doctors. Um, and I, I, again, this is frightening. Uh, again, they want to stop you from speaking. They don't want to refute you, debate you. I I think this, and it's a big deal because Rogan is such a big deal. But when you hear Rogan with whoever, with Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone, or, you know, I looked at, listened over the weekend with his buddies. He's got Shane Gillis, a couple other comedians. They're smoking weed and drinking whiskey yes. and talking about the time they, you know, they got their, you know, their scrotum caught on a chain link fence. They talked about, uh, you know, had some laughs. But what Rogan does with everybody is just ask questions. He's curious. He's not this crazy screaming you know, I, he's friends with Alex Jones, but he's not Alex Jones. He's not, you know, Michael Savage. He's not screaming and ranting and raving and saying, you know, vaccines will kill you. It'll give you, you know, birth defects in your kids and all this. He's just asking questions. Do you need it? And they don't want that. It just seems to me, if you want to, you know, you, you want to refute him, debate him, fine, go it. You're an expert. You're a doctor or not necessarily a doctor. I think it, some of them are, you know, again, nurses or people who, uh, you know, uh, academics yeah. who study. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. So, Do, you know, refute him. Write something. Exactly. You know, give a speech. But the idea that you're sending a letter to Spotify, I believe, yeah, they said. Yep, that's right. 260, 270 people uh, sent the letter to, um, here, here is a, a large chunk of that, are 100 or so are doctors. The rest are employed at universities, um, but don't practice medicine. Okay, so they're professors. 
professors or whatever. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, you know, assistant, whatever, adjunct professor, who knows? But they want to stop the misinformation. They don't get into specifics. You never notice that there's never any, he said this, which is flat out wrong. It's always, you know, just in general, so much misinformation. We protest to him being able to talk at all is their thing. So this is what I saw. So at Twitter on the, you know, Twitter news on the sideline there, this is what they said. They said more than, so they were, Twitter was careful. They said more than 270 medical experts call out Ooh. Spotify. But if you look at all the articles from the examiner, from Salon, from the Guardian, all said 270 doctors. Well, uh, here it is. Here it is. Jordan breaks it down. 50, uh, uh, so by his count, 50 PhD academics, 60 college professors, 29 nurses, 10 students, four medical residents, and a handful of science podcasters. That's the <laughs> 270. But I don't care. Doctors, nurses, science podcasters. It just seems crazy to me that this many people on an almost daily basis are calling for more censorship. Hell, elected officials. Uh, my, you know, my embarrassment of a senator, Liz Warren, does this regularly. Demands more censorship yes. from Facebook, Google, you know, Twitter. More censorship, not more answers, more debate, yep. more robust exchange of ideas. No, we don't want that. We don't like this guy who asks questions. Challenges their power. Stop him. Shut him up. And I don't think they'll succeed because Rogan is so big. Uh, at this point and doesn't care, but there are other people, smaller people, smaller, you know, podcasters, radio, TV writers yep. who will be stopped right. by these lunatics, these anti-American lunatics. And it is a scary, scary time. I don't know it, though. It, we've, we, we've seen it time and time again, where companies will, will decide to that being woke is more important than their bottom line. I mean, you know that firsthand. So I wonder right. how long until Spotify actually starts to comply with them. Well, uh, I didn't, we didn't even discuss mentioning this over the weekend, but I believe it was Friday. Uh, Mike Lindell's bank. That's right. In Minneapolis, like the bank of Minneapolis. Yes. Canceled him. Yes. And as someone pointed out, like Jeffrey Epstein's bank didn't cancel him. <laughs> I know, you know, I know. Convicted of child, you know, a, a prolific child molester. I'll bet you Bill Cosby's bank didn't cancel him. But Mike Lindell, you know, who, who was just a huge Trump guy, big Trump guy. Uh, is bank and and as we've mentioned before, like PayPal canceling you know Turtle Boy or others. Uh, I mean, the, the the every time you see that, you wonder what's next. Like, what will they do next to stop the opposition? To stop people they don't like? Obviously, harassing advertisers is is their you know full time job now to get people canceled. Yeah, it works in some cases, but coming after your bank yeah. because they allow you to. You know, use their service because they don't like your politics. And that you, should scare again. See, it should scare everybody. It doesn't. If they included that question in that poll, it'd be like ninety percent of Democrats. Do you support a bank canceling a guy because they don't like his politics? It'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. No, it's okay for you know that, that terrorist in Texas probably had an account. No one canceled that. But Mike Lindell, whoa, that's going too far. But we'll get to that uh, hostage, and we'll get. Uh, Get to the NFL and SNL on this busy Martin Luther King Day. But first, we are happy to announce a new sponsor, ExpressVPN. You love this one. You, you're I do, a big, yeah. uh, I'm a VPN yeah, guy, big, yes. Yeah, you don't like Big Brother. And this is a bat, this is a tool against Big Brother. 
That's right. Correct. That's correct. The problem with big tech companies is that not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you've been searching for, the videos you watch, and everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads, and they can match your activity to your true identity. That that is amazing, isn't it? I was, my wife was looking at shoes or sneakers on a different computer in the house, and the ads start popping up on my computer. Yep, that's right. And I'm going, what the hell? <laughs> her her sneakers are popping up trying to sell me. I'm going, I'm not. It's, it, it's stuff like that is a little unnerving. You think about think about everything you browse, search for, watch or tweet it. They use this data to turn you into a product. The same big tech companies or largely responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. They cancel you and have the gall to make money off you at the same time. That's why we use ExpressVPN and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity. Every time you go online, Without ExpressVPN, the big tech companies are watching you. And it's not just them. Hackers and identity thieves are doing the same thing. But with ExpressVPN, you can stop them from tracking you and stealing your data. Protect your privacy by going to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support the show, strike back against big tech, and keep identity thieves at bay. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business it is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you. They don't have to tell you who they're stealing it, selling it to, or even get your consent. But you can protect yourself with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN masks your internet connection and location, which stops third parties from identifying you and harvesting your data. And the best part is it's really easy to use on your computer, computer, phone, or tablet. Just go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Sign up today. Install it in seconds. And once you do, protecting yourself online is just one click away. Go to ExpressVPN dot com slash callahan all right lz and leech the long game let me see sticking to sports in 2022 it's impossible as we say all the time sports doesn't just affect our culture but it drives our culture which is why lz grandison and will leach bring you the brand new not just any old sports podcast the long game with lz and leach the long game with lz and leach dives into the most important topics that are at the intersection of sports business and politics and culture, LZ and Leach go beyond what's happening on the field to how sports impacts everything off the field. New episodes are out every Wednesday, so head to therecount.com or your preferred podcast platform to listen to the most recent episode. All right, let's do this uh, this this hostage situation in Texas. Now, it turned out great, turned out wonderful. The hostages, including the rabbi, <clears throat> got out healthy and alive, <clears throat> not wounded, not hurt, not shot, nothing. Terror, the Muslim terrorist, dead. We don't have a lot of details, but shot dead. We don't even know yet. I don't think if he shot himself or they shot him. Either way, that's okay. But he took these Jewish people hostage uh, in a synagogue and demanded, as far as we know, the release of uh, it's Aifa a terrorist. Aifa Sadiq, is that her name? I, I yes, they call her, uh, what is it, Lady Al-Qaeda or something like that. They call her Lady Al-Qaeda. Yeah. He wanted her released. She, by the way, she's got, uh, I think she went to MIT she and did. Brandeis. She did. Um, she got a, a PhD. Isn't it amazing? Someone with a PhD from MIT is a terrorist. Who wants I to- don't know. Like the her convict, I read about her too over the weekend and, or yesterday. And there was a, uh, there's some, I don't know. There's some funny business around that. I don't know who, who I trust. 
I don't trust her. <laughs> the guy's a 44-year-old British man, flew to uh, the United States, somehow ends up in Texas where she is. She's in, uh, in She's Fort, Fort Worth. Worth. She should be in, in, uh, in uh, no. Should be in Gitmo. No. Yes, maybe then, you know, he wouldn't uh, go to Texas and try to, you know, kill Jewish people. But uh, the funny thing was, while it was still going on, the FBI said uh, that it was not, a, they were, that the terrorist was not targeting the Jewish community. It was bizarre. It was just another uh, example of what a joke the FBI is, what a political organization it is. It is the political wing of the Biden regime, and they don't want, they don't want anyone to blame Muslim terrorism for anything. And then I think they realized it wasn't going to fly. They changed their story the next day. I think it was the same guy, by the way, who did the talking. And they said, uh, I don't know, do you have the sound of yeah. him talking? You have the sound of him talking on Saturday, correct? Yeah, this is the FBI. So this is the FBI guy on Saturday yes. when it wasn't, you know, Jewish related. This 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 uh, hostage taking, which seemed at the time laughable. And I guess even they realized how silly it was and changed their tune. But let's listen to what he had to say Saturday. Uh, we, we, we do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive and, and we will continue on that path. In terms of the resolution of the incident, uh, the, the hostage taker is deceased. That was a, that was a comment. It, that, so singularly motivated by one, in, it's to get this terrorist freed. <laughs> Lots of there's been lots of demand uh, Muslim terrorists who've demanded Lady Al Qaeda be freed. They, they, uh, she's very important to them. She's, she's really smart, and uh, that was his singular focus. But to get the leverage, he took a bunch of Jewish people, including a rabbi, hostage in a temple, in a synagogue. I'm gonna just say, you know, I'm gonna say I put two and two together. I'm gonna say it is, it was targeting the Jewish community. He didn't hurt anyone, kill anybody, except. The only one who ended up dead was him, which is a good thing. But do we have Biden talking yeah. about this? Because it's amazing. It's Joe Biden, who last week said, if you don't support the nationalizing of all the elections and the outlawing of voter ID, and you really, if you don't support voter fraud, which is what he's pushing, you are Jefferson Davis, you are Bull Connor, you are George Wallace. You're just an awful, evil, racist person, which is more than 80% of the American public. But that's the kind of rash conclusion he will jump to at the drop of a hat but this situation he wants to uh wait till all the facts are in but let's listen to joe yesterday talking about this situation well no i don't we, we don't have I, I don't think there is sufficient information to know about uh why he target that synagogue, why he insisted on the release of someone who's been in prison for over uh, 10 years, why he was engaged, why he was uh, using anti-Semitic and anti-Israeli comments. Uh, I, 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 we just don't have enough facts. You know why? Because he's anti-Semite. That's why, because he's a Muslim terrorist. They don't like If you're Joe Biden, folks. if you're Joe Biden, why don't you just say something like, we don't know the full motivation. Instead, he gives evidence to the motivation. He's so delusional. He's so, he's, his brain is so riddled. He gives the evidence as to why in his statement. Just don't say anything at all, Joe. Just say, hey, we don't know all the facts yet. We're going to find out. 
and then it was funny there's there was a number of people online obviously twitter jumps to conclusions and people say oh it's a right wing and and that guy you just played that guy our president yes. still says you know white supremacy is the most lethal threat in the homeland white supremacy and you're saying when does that have when do they do anything white supremacists we don't even know who they are i mean this is a muslim terrorist he didn't kill anyone he wanted to but he didn't kill anyone thankfully you have gangs you know like in chicago shooting there's a bunch of shootings over the weekend you have fentanyl killing 100,000 people a year and this dementia patient in the white house says white supremacy is the biggest threat in the homeland you go what i mean it's just it's just silly and it you reach the point where you go can you can you got any proof of that you got i mean i realize it's all political and that's your political strategy to create this boogeyman now that trump's gone you get this boogeyman this white supremacist guy somewhere but they pray that some that that white supremacists somehow do something uh in the next whatever 10 months before the midterm so they can go back after that uh that boogeyman but uh all right let's get to uh, sorry just one like we've got i just quick google so take this with a grain of salt but in 2020 um domestic extremists killed 17 people in the united states so how much white supremacist murders are actually happening None. And that's the big None. that's the that's the biggest threat to our country? Well, they make up things. They say like January 6th was white supremacy. If you listen to, you know, Ayanna Presley, it's it wasn't. She says Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. He wasn't. She doesn't ever get held accountable for lying like that or blaming people for, for things. That she called him a domestic domestic terrorist white supremacist. Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old kid who was acquitted. Well, so that's two people dead, peers. two people dead and no one dead on January 6th. So I mean, how can you how can you even say that? Like you can't even you can't even back it up with anybody dying. No, you can't. But hey, it's just begun. They need that issue to uh, you know to, to to they need to lie about it. That's what they need to do. Create yeah. this 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 false impression that white supremacists are hiding around the corner. They're coming for you. Just give them. Just wait. You wait. But unfortunately for them, not this time. All right, we got to get to uh, the NFL and to uh, SNL. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about you, uh, Djokovic. Djokovic was booted out of Australia, and now France is saying he might not be able to play in the French Open. That's what uh, Reuters is, is reporting today, yes. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, they're going to kick him out of every every country because the Vax fanatics are kind of in control. They're, they're, you know, oh, I'm watching him being escorted out of the country as we speak. Djokovic gave a statement. Oh, he did. So he's uncomfortable being the focus, and uh, he would like to focus on the game and the tournament he loves. But no, not this time. He's won nine Australian Opens. He ain't going to win another one, at least not now, because Australia has lost its mind. And you know, we're heading in that direction. As and it wasn't. Poll. And people are saying online that it's because he didn't follow the rules. That's not true. He got cleared. He got a, his visa cleared. He got the he got a, an exemption that that Australia allows. And it was it was just because they changed their mind when he got there. And and the government admitted. They're saying if he stays, it risks making him an icon of free choice. That's why well, they voted him. They, they also, you know, want to talk about him lying because he said he hadn't traveled when he had, you know, and uh, traveled when he had COVID. So they, you know, they're making he's he's the bad guy. He's and and this is a great example of the polarization of the divide because you're right. He's a hero to to the unvaxxed and the anti-vax mandate people for holding. He could have gotten a fake vax card. I'm convinced. The guy that rich, that connect, 
could have done that. He could have found a way around it, but he didn't. He said, I'm not vaccinated. Um, you know, I'll, I'd love to play. And they initially said, come on in. And then they left him in limbo for however long that was and then booted him out. Whoever wins, whether it's uh, whoever, Nadal or whoever, get an asterisk. They get an asterisk yeah, on this uh, Australian Open because the guy who, the favorite, was not allowed to play by the crazy country of Australia, which has just lost its mind. Um, but uh, anyway, that uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out. See if France, see if they, I don't even when I don't even know when the U.S. Open is, but see if they kick him out of the U.S. That's coming. It's getting worse, getting worse. But all right, um, I want to do that SNL Open because I because it truly was the the worst, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But uh, let's talk about the worst playoff. Here's why football. Here's why sports matters or why i don't know what you do if you're not a football fan this weekend because you think you've seen it all and then you see something after watching sport for 50 years and you go i can't believe what i just saw that happened it's invariable every every you know couple of every weekend something happens that just blows your mind and i will say that in this weekend it was the patriots at the bills i picked the patriots you know uh, to, to cover uh they were underdogs they'd lost the bills a couple of weeks ago I never thought I would see this from a Bill Belichick coach team. The the worst performance for an NFL defense in NFL playoff history. Yeah. The worst performance by a defense in NFL playoff history. And I'm telling you, I read this like three times because I couldn't believe it. The Bills didn't punt, didn't turn the ball over, didn't attempt any field goals. It was... The most, uh, uh, I think uh, Josh Allen had a 157 passer rating, which is almost perfect. He was almost perfect. He was spectacular. It was it was child's play for this team against the Patriots. Funny, I watch, I record the games, and then I start them a little late so I can skip through halftime. Yeah, and I'm I'm just ready to start the game, and boom, I'm getting all these texts from friends saying this is the most embarrassing thing they've ever seen as Patriots fans. And I guess, I guess it was because you could say, you know, this would never happen with Brady, but what does the quarterback have to do with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Matt, Mac Jones wasn't good, but he wasn't the reason they lost. It's gotten Mac Jones, hell the whole offense. What what did they have to do with it? I mean, they they, they could, right. They they could have made it closer, but the defense got completely embarrassed. Um, So yeah, Bolden had that terrible drop. He had two bad drops. One was just terrible. I'm not, I don't right. like Bolden as a player anyway. And then there was that that unbelievable pick in the end zone, um, defensive play. But beyond that, I, I mean, yeah, Mac played. He played okay. That was a but great was on throw. Oh, not great. That was a really good throw. That pretty pick good throw. in the end zone was like all. Yeah. It was just a spectacular play by the Buffalo defense. It was defense. a great play. And I know you know the weather was a factor, but uh, <laughs> there was nothing that would have nothing you could have changed no. to make this turn out the other way. It just it was. An amazing thing to watch. It was an amazing thing to watch a, a team, a division rival, just steamroll a New England Patriot defense. It reminded me of, you know, being a kid and watching the Patriots when they sucked and and when they were a doormat, when they were a laughing stock. Yes. Um, that's how it felt. And I know Belichick was asked after the game if you know if he's gonna come back and or he said, Yeah, he's coming back, and he is coming back. Maybe Gerard Mayo, the uh, defensive assistant, who may or may not be the uh, de facto uh, defensive coordinator, 
maybe he goes elsewhere because he's interviewing for a head coaching jobs. Wouldn't that be a hell of a final game before you get oh, before you get a promotion if you're the defensive coach? Because I mean, you got to blame Belichick's son, yes, Stephen Belichick, and you got to blame Gerard Mayo if they're the ones putting this defense together. It was uncomfortably bad on Saturday night. It was one of those deals. I'm telling you, it was so bad. I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was obviously not competitive. I, I like competitive games, but it was not going to be what competitive. Did, you did, might as well make history. What did Allen run like 50 yards in the first half? Like they couldn't, they couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop uh, anyone. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he does, doesn't Josh Allen remind you of when you were a kid, there was always one kid that was bigger and better than everyone at everything. Yeah. You know, he was, he, he, he reached puberty first, Yeah. you know, and literally he hit like, you know, 10 home runs and, and, uh, and then in football, they couldn't tackle him. And it's just, and then eventually people started growing and they kept caught up to him. Yep. Well, Josh Allen is that big kid now in the NFL. He's just big, strong, fast. With, with He's got balls. He doesn't mind, you know, taking a hit. I'm not sure how long he lasts. I don't think he'll be 44 like Tom Brady and still doing it. But for now, he's he's a he's a hell of an ent- uh, he's very entertaining to watch and he's a hell of a weapon especially on a cold day when he can tuck and run at any time and pick up 20 25 30 yards he, he is a he, he is fun to watch i tell you what and i'm i'm gonna root i like i like buffalo i mean i like i like him i like the, the fans it just seems like a a likable team but i never thought i would see the day belichick's team would uh, a quick trivia question who's yeah. the buffalo punter <laughs> No Who's the Buffalo? We don't see him. Yeah, we, he doesn't even, he doesn't, he doesn't he's not involved. They don't, they don't need a punter, but all right, before we uh, go here, let's do Shay. And then I will play the single worst sketch. You will play the single worst sketch in SNL history, which was remarkable. But uh, let's talk about Shay. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. You need any podcasters? You <laughs> know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. A quick, uh, before we get to SNL, I know we only have a few minutes here. Yeah. I'm going to give Ray Donovan. I love Ray Donovan. I love the series. I was bummed out that it's, uh, it was ended. Uh, they came back this weekend with Ray Donovan, the movie. And I guess this puts everything to rest because... I don't want to give anything away, but uh, I'll give it about a C. It was kind of disappointing. Not enough. Mick, Mickey Donovan is uh, John Boyd, 
who's a great character. He's uh, he was in it, but not nearly enough. And it was slow and it was, it was, it dragged. It was, it was okay. I'll say that it was violent. It was okay. But uh, I expected more. I was hoping for more, but uh, the rate down of the movie CC plus we'll give it, we'll give it that. But, okay. Uh, I won't catch it. Um, well, you had to, you know what? It ties up loose ends is what it does. It, it really, re- and it, it's a lot of flashbacks, but it ties up loose ends. If you've been watching the show, so you get some resolution, but it didn't, it was not, it, it's, it dragged, it dragged. And, but, but it wasn't the worst thing I saw over the weekend was not the worst, man. I should have done this. The worst thing you saw over the weekend, the Patriot defensive performance, Ray Dunman, the movie, or snl's opening sketch now i realize i realize i do do this a lot i get a little obsessed i hate watch snl i marvel at how unfunny it is and the fake laughter guys whoever that is i don't know if that's that like a can thing where they drop in the laughter or is it people pretending to laugh i think there's a sign that goes up and then they just they're good sports and they do laugh god that must be hard to do it had to be hard to do during this sketch and this is supposed to be the good stuff the opening stuff. Yeah. You start with it. And I guess I was wrong. I thought they wouldn't make fun of Biden. They sort of, I guess, made fun of Biden. But it was so unbelievably, uncomfortably unfunny that I'm not sure that, you know, nobody was laughing at Joe Biden. People were just amazed, marveled, I'm going to guess, at just how someone wrote this, someone acted this out, and someone thought this was funny. But let's listen to some of the opening sketch, which is a press conference uh, with uh, the Biden, the awful Biden impersonator. Good evening. Good evening to all my fellow Americans. As I keep saying every chance I get, we're in the middle of a cold, dark winter. This winter is so dark, Republicans don't think it should vote. No, this virus has disrupted our lives. It's canceled holidays, weddings, quinceañeras. Gender reveal parties. Wildfires that started as gender reveal parties. Whatever the hell is happening with Novak Djokovic. I know you're tired of getting emails from your kid's school late at night saying, okay, come in tomorrow, we're feeling lucky. I know every time a stranger breathes on you, you think, that's it, I'm dead. America, I'm here to tell you, there's one simple thing you can do to make this whole virus go away. Stop seeing Spider-Man. Wait, hold on a sec. You're wrong. That's a canned laughter. That's not real people. Yeah, so I was, I'm, I'm listening <laughs> to too because it ends so abruptly. I, I, wonder, I wonder what happens though is if they actually have the mics hot for a second and then pull it back real fast so that I they I don't think they, they, they have a full up. audience anyway, you know, because they might COVID, not. But, that might be canned. But it's so dark, Republicans don't want you to vote. Yeah. Well, can you help me out? What's well, the I joke? Mean, you know, this is, it's well, just, it's it's dark, a discrimination so you don't joke. Vote? No. But anyway, so this is the start of one of the worst riffs, one of the worst tangents. He decided that the reason the pandemic is, is bad is because people go to see Spider-Man. That's right. He yeah. Just keep saying it over and over and over again. Go ahead, play it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you really just blame the entire spread of Omicron on people seeing Spider-Man? I did, yes. Next question. So you think all COVID will end if people stop going to the movies? I, di- I didn't say don't go to the movies. I said stop seeing Spider-Man. <laughs> See anything else. 
I saw the first half hour of House of Gucci. That's more than enough movie for anyone. Is this theory based on any kind of data? Yes, everyone in America has seen Spider-Man like eight times. Everyone in America also has COVID. Stop seeing Spider-Man. Have you seen Spider-Man? I couldn't get tickets. And I'm on the Stubbs A-list. Jill and I tried to go last night. They only had one seat left in the front row. What was I supposed to do? Make Jill go see Encanto alone? Yeah, that might be canned because it, it just it cuts it cuts so fast. It cuts so fast at like the perfect time has to, to deliver be. the next line. It does sound it sounds manipulated at least. It has to be because even if you're fake and live, even if you're one else, a big fan, you can't find any humor in any of that, can you? No, did you, no. Did no. you hear anything there with even a little bit funny? I, I don't. It's, it's not funny to me. No, this is no. Um, it's and and, and they yeah, rehearse that. They rehearse that. They write that. Yes. It's, Stop seeing Spider-Man. Okay, we don't have to play anymore. Just trust me. He says it like 10 more times. Stop seeing Spider-Man. I, I had to keep watching because I couldn't believe how bad it was. But all right, uh, we will. Uh, I, we'll, well, I watch so you don't have to. Thank okay? you. I, I appreciate watch so, that. So you. you don't have to. I'll let you know if they ever do anything remotely funny. But uh, that certainly didn't qualify. But uh, all right, we shall leave it there. We have a lot more to get to, but it's Monday, you know? Monday. We always have a lot to get to on Monday, particularly uh, after this wild weekend. The NFL, I was ready to go uh, go off on the NFL refs, but mm. uh, I changed my mind. They showed the replays in the Cowboys games. The refs were right most of the time. The right were right at the end of the Cowboys game. The Cowboys screwed up. They ran a freaking quarterback sneak with time running out. It was bizarre. It was stupid. It'll probably cost Mike McCarthy his job, but that's on Dak Prescott. They didn't give the ball to the ref like they're supposed to. It wasn't the ref's fault. But, I mean, there were some dumb calls over the weekend, but not nearly as many as as I thought. Uh, but, uh, all right, we shall leave it there, Carano. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening, for commenting. We appreciate it. Have a great MLK Day. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>